Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the U.S. Arsenal podcast. Unfortunately, today we are going to be podcasting after a dismal 1-0 defeat to relegation battlers Aston Villa. And although that defeat was boring and terrible, I hope that this podcast will be the opposite of that. And today I have a great guest on, Kevin Pettit from the Lads podcast. So let's get Kevin on the line and not delay any longer. Thank you for joining and welcome to the U.S. Arsenal podcast. On the podcast today, joining me is a good friend, an old friend of the Mostly Soccer podcast. We have Kevin Pettit on the line from the Lads Podcast. Kevin, how the hell are you? I am good, my friend. Thank you for having me. A uh, long time no talk, I suppose. I don't, I don't know what the expression is, but hey, um, I'm really excited about this new podcast, especially as a massive Arsenal fan. So thank you for having me. Yeah, Kevin, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, kind of a boring match against Villa. And uh, I mean, not not the happiest note that I would hope to have you on, but I feel like you're you're an excitable person. I think we're going to be able to brighten the mood up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there is still so much promise with this squad. It felt as though I think we were talking a little inside the podcast before the show started about, you know, uh, Arteta trying out like a little new lineup here and there, you know, maybe experimenting. But there is a lot of hope with this club right now so yeah i think we i think we'll do a pretty bang up job yeah <laughs> a bang up job is par for the course here um so let's start off by saying we lost the game to villa unfortunately relegation battlers aston villa that is we lost one nil and quite possibly the most boring arsenal match i've watched in a long long time uh so let's start from the top we just mentioned that from our win over manchester city during the fa cup tie we had quite a few changes. So I'm going to go through this lineup quickly, and you tell me what stands out to you. We have Emmy Martinez in goal, which is standard. And then the back three, the back three of Rob Holding, David Luiz, and Kalasinak. Or actually, instead of you shouting out to me, I'll ask you, how do you feel about that back three? Um, not, not, not a fan, um, <laughs> especially after the amazing job that Tierney has been doing. Um, I... I was just kind of like dumbfounded, bewildered, if you will, uh, at this back three. But, you know, there's still a part of me that since that FA Cup final with Rob Holding taking on Diego Costa that, you know, I still have hope for the young lad after that horrific injury and whatnot. But I don't I mean, David Luiz is just a liability every game. I I mean, I'm the billionth Arsenal fan and just person in general, person on human on planet Earth saying that. (laughs) So... And then Kolosnatch, I again, he's just uh, a freight train going forward. He's just like, you know, kind of like a dumb dog who sees like a treat. He just runs at it and without thinking and then gets the carpet pulled underneath him. So yeah. I, I think we can just say from the get-go that back three is not, you know, ideal. Right. Uh, a lot of rotation because we did just play Manchester City. We just played Liverpool. So those players who played deserve a break. And... Uh, Let's let's say David Luiz had a masterful game against Manchester City. Let's not put him down from the get-go here. Uh, although putting down David Luiz is one of my favorite hobbies on this and the Mostly Soccer podcast. <laughs> um, but Rob Holding, man. Rob Holding, that FA Cup game, the lockup of Diego Costa, the images of him getting into a fight with Diego Costa from 2017, I bought a Rob Holding jersey after that match. So no Rob, way. Yeah, I have a <laughs> Rob Holding amazing. jersey. So... The, the downfall, 
Oh, I don't want to say the downfall because, like you said, he he had a terrible injury. He's just kind of getting back into it now. But Rob Holding is becoming just a scary, scary part of this defense for me. I think maybe even more so than David Luiz or Kolasinac, and I despise Kolasinac lately. Yeah, you can tell there's a little bit of like uncertainty with him. Like, you know, there's like maybe a confidence thing, and especially after like a horrific injury like he had. Um, I get that. Um, and it's kind of like, do we really have any other options right now before he can get fit and get his confidence back? So I think that definitely is, a, um, you know, a, it's a, a factor. Pretty, yeah, it's a factor. So I don't know. I, that was definitely like in terms of the I mean, every week it's just like what I don't know what I'm going to get from this back, you know, this back line. Right. Uh, and I, you're right about Tierney being an absolute stud in that back three and playing the left center back position. But I think he was another one who needed a rest and uh, foreshadowing he would come on later. But aside from the defense, we had Cedric uh, playing on the right back position, Saka playing like the left wing back, both of which I, I thought played okay. Um, Cedric, I'm, I'm indifferent on him. I, I go up and down each week I see him play. What do you think about Cedric so far? Uh, he, he's okay. He's a body, you know, <laughs> he is I a feel, body for sure. <laughs> um, that's a fact he's out there. Um, I much prefer to look at the left side of Saka. I think he is so good. He's so nice. I mean, I just felt as though the whole team was kind of like stagnant today in general. Um, but Cedric, he's okay. He just, he shows up. He does like a C plus job each time. I'm not blown away from him. Again, I will reiterate. He's just a body on the field. I'm, I'm just, I'm indifferent about him. I, I'm not crazy. Not, you know, I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way. I think he's a good player to have. He's a, he's a good player to be able to bring on as a sub or put in for rotation. Uh, and Saka is just a stunning player and one of my favorites on the team right now. Uh, but in the midfield, no Xhaka today. We had him resting on the bench earlier in the game. We had Danny Ceballos, who has been a stud. And then we had Lucas Torreya, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. So save your thoughts on Lucas Torreya. And then mm-hmm. up front, we had Eddie Nketiah back from his red card. On the right, Aubameyang on the left, and Lacazette up the middle. So pretty standard stuff up there. But, Kev, let's get into the first half and just say, pretty boring, right? Yeah, I honestly, I mean, we didn't have any shots on target the first half. Um, it felt as though we couldn't do any. I mean, you could see after uh, Villa scored the goal, like Lacazette's frustration. It just felt as though the front three weren't getting any help from the midfield. And um, I mean, it's just, besides Ceballos, Danny Ceballos, like you just said earlier, has been unbelievable since the restart. Um and for me, like you just said, it was a rather dull first half. And just it felt like Villa was just like comfortable the whole match. I mean, this is a team fighting for survival going up against um, a supposed big six club. And it felt as though they were just like at having a day at the park. You know what I mean? Well, technically Villa Park. But, you know, they were just, <laughs> they're just walking about. Like Arsenal didn't really push them that hard in the first half. Yeah, and at the first drink break, I I took a note and just said, not much to speak of, slow start. Um, And I think that's pretty accurate. But out of that first, you know, 30 minutes or so, I thought that Saka looked pretty good. He had a few good touches on the ball. Thought Lacazette worked hard. And I also was enjoying the press that Arsenal was putting on, even though, like you said, Villa was pretty comfortable on the ball. I love this new press that Arteta is putting in. I I mean, are, are you a fan of the new Arteta system? 
I think it's hard not to be if you're an Arsenal fan from what we had before. But Oh, Mike, I'm a massive fan. <laughs> Again, I, I, I feel bad that I'm coming on on a downer for the pod, and I felt as though, you know, what this week had been prior to this game with the Liverpool victory and the City victory in the FA Cup, like, what... You can just you can see a direction. Like with Unai, I could never see a direction of where the club is going. Uh, with Mikel, I am loving the press. I am loving the flowing football. It is it is something to behold, and it gives me hope for this club once again. But right. you know, it's the same Arsenal problem where uh, certain matches they show up, and then match like this where it should be uh, not an easy victory against a relegate a team fighting out of the relegation zone, but again where they just you know don't show up to play. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to say that I'm not upset about this loss because usually after a loss like this, I would be coming on the mic and I'd be coming in hot and furious. But like after this, it feels like our season right now is just the FA Cup for me. After that win over the weekend, the FA Cup is the only thing that I'm focused on right now. I don't care if we lose against Watford next week, too. Um, well, I do. It would have been nice to win this and the Watford game just to be able to put some pressure on Spurs and Wolves to potentially uh, slip up. Or actually, I think Wolves aren't able to at this point. But uh, the FA Cup is our only hope, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And I think the players will be focused on that. And I'm not reading too much into this one. I don't know if this is a bad sign or not. Do you feel that way? No, I I get the fatigue from the back-to-back. You know, we just beat two of the top 10 teams in the world back-to-back. You cannot deny that fact, Liverpool and City, and how good they are on, like, the world stage. Um, And I totally understand resting Xhaka, Tierney, and stuff like that. But, like, the really good teams, Mike, like, they still beat Villa, (laughs) even with, you know, uh, fatigue and injuries and stuff like that. They somehow find a way, like Liverpool has done, like, in the Champions League last year and the Premier League this year. So, um, and again, going back to the FA Cup, it just feels as though Arsenal always falls back on the FA Cup. And goddamn, if we're, I mean, how many do we have? 13? Like, <laughs> we're really right. good. We had the most of any other club. We're really good at winning it. And, but then again, I'm always the person saying, like, has the FA Cup kind of lost its, you know, mystique? Has it lost How dare its- you? How absolutely okay. dare you, Kev? Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> it's not, you know, that hot of a take. <laughs> and it's, um, I get it. If we can get a trophy out of this season, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I will be very happy with an FA Cup. But I feel as though us relying on it year in, year out is just, you know, it's not progress. Yeah, I agree with that. But you you said something that I want to talk about, and it's a positive thing. And how unbelievable it would be to win a trophy this year after the horrific year that we had. I mean, we're in 10th place right now. Arsenal Football Club is in 10th place. After we signed... Pepe for $72 million after we signed David Luiz over the offseason, after we uh, fired our coach. I mean, we've just had such a crazy year, a year that started with, like, we're making top four for sure. And it turned into now we sit in 10th place and we are relying on the FA Cup. So I'm hopeful. And, I mean, we can talk about the FA Cup a little bit later. But I just, God, Kevin, I hope, I hope we can sneak into the Europa League. This is what it's come to, sneaking into the Europa League. Through the uh, FA Cup. But the, I, I just, just want to... Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. 
No, no, no. I was going to say, like, it used to be like, oh, we are guaranteed. You know, it used to be the joke that we'd make top four every year. That's not a joke anymore. That's, I know. It, I think if you're a newer Arsenal fan, you missed the past couple of years where it used to be like, oh, the fourth place trophy is the Arsenal trophy. Like, we don't even get that anymore. We got to sneak into Europa League, which is sad. But again, I totally agree with you after what has been kind of like a mixed bag of a year if we slip out with an FA Cup. I mean, I think it's a better year than Spurs. I think you'd have to agree with that. I mean, that's uh, that goes without saying. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, they'll probably, at this rate, who knows if they're going to place ahead of us. But um, I think it'd be a better year than the several other clubs who come out with, like, no trophies, even though they may score a Champions League spot. But if we were to come out the FA Cup, I would be like, all right, I, I can be, I can go to bed saying, like, we had uh, a C-plus, like, B-minus season. Yeah, I, I mean, winning silverware is always the goal, right? And the FA Cup, I, like you said, maybe it, maybe it doesn't have the mystique that it once had, but it's still a big trophy. I mean, the FA Cup is a trophy that teams want to win. So I, I don't know if we should Absolutely. Shake, and, and I know you're not dismissing it. Um, but the FA Cup, a, a trophy for us with this team, with a new coach, would be an incredible amount of progress in such a short amount of time. And I, I think we're going to do it, but like I said, we'll get to it after. Uh, but let's continue on in the first half. So uh, 26 minutes in, we concede. We concede the only way Arsenal know how on a set piece. Uh, I don't know who to blame on this one, but it looked like David Luiz was marking literally no one. He was standing in the middle of the box with no one around him. And Cedric was covering two guys and uh, picked the wrong one. Probably the one that David Luiz was supposed to be covering. So from that, Villa score, pretty nice goal. And uh, after that, I mean, the rest of the first half, I don't have many thoughts aside from just Lucas Torreya. I, I don't know how to feel about this guy. Do, what do you think about Lucas Torreya? Um, well, I'm not going to go through my whole history with the player, but I remember when he first came in, I was so excited. I thought he was going to be this pit bull uh, in the midfield who's just going to be a box-to-box, box-to-box, like boss in the midfield kind of player, like give Arsenal the edge and needed. But again, he's just so inconsistent, and he doesn't. I just don't know what he's good at. Yeah, you know, I, like that's where I, can't, I am. I can't just... pinpoint what this player is good at, and when that happens, then I'm just like, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of done with you. Like, if you can't do just at least one good thing right, then I don't know. Like, I thought he was going to be like a Nogole Conte type player, not obviously to that scale. Like, Nogole Conte is a world class player, um, but I thought he was going to be similar in that vein. Um, Lucas Torreira, like, and I used to give slack to Granite Xhaka. I used to, like, bag on him all the time. And now I'm like, oh, why isn't he starting over Torreira? I never thought I'd be saying that, Mike. Yeah. So so, so here I am. Um, well, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, I'm just, like, kind of done with him. We started off with Lucas Torreira, and I felt the same way. Like, I was, I said multiple times that he was our Conte. And when he joined Arsenal, to be fair, he was the best player on that team for, like, a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Granite Jaka, it has been a an up and down year for him, but he is looking like aside from Aubameyang, Arsenal's most important player by far. Granite Jaka is like the pulse of this team right now, and it is crazy to say that after you know a few months back, when insane, uh, yeah, he he like threw the armband down, walked off the field, and I was like, good Granite Jaka, get the fuck out of here. But now, like, if he ever left, I think it'd be completely devastating for this club. I mean, he is literally the pulse. 
And it showed today, like, without him on the field, like, there was no, like, spiciness to this Arsenal squad Mm -hmm. whatsoever. There was no, like, snappy nothing. It just felt very, like, lackadaisical out on the pitch. And to me, like, Lucas, I feel like he's, like, one of those, like, fake tough guys, man. Like, he just, like, (laughs) is out there and he's, like, trying to prove something. Everyone's just, like, kind of like, dude, like, stop. Like, you're not, you're not. You're, you're like, five foot three. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> or like Nagoli Conte, who's like five three, he actually like proves it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I I I'm right there there right there with you, Mike. Like when I see him on the starting eleven, I'm not I'm not like in, I'm not enthused by it whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same camp and you know, we finish out the half. I felt like we were sending a little too many people forward when we were to attack leaving our back three exposed. Not a great back three to leave exposed in the first place. But then at halftime, uh, it seemed like Mikel Arteta was listening to our thoughts. Subs on Granite Jaka for Lucas Torreya. And uh, from that, I mean, we, we did see an instant impact in the game where we held possession a little bit better. We started getting forward a little bit more, but still nothing came from that. But it, it, it was interesting just to see how quickly Granite Jaka impacted the team. Yeah, it was, I mean, you got to give it to him, like, his long ball, his cross, I mean, some of those are amazing, and when he's, like, when Grand Jock is having his day, he is something to be, I wouldn't say feared in the midfield, I would never say something like that, but I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't doubt him, I wouldn't just, like, let him just, you know? Hot take, I think Grand Jock has been, like, one of the best players in the Premier League since the restart. Ooh, <laughs> well, one of the most important players, right? I mean, it might not show up on like the goal sheet or the assist sheet, mm-hmm. but uh, as yeah. far he, he's playing like the the Fernandinho role for City. Yeah, no, I no, I would definitely agree with you. Yeah, I mean, in terms of adding a bit of more personality ugh, to this Arsenal squad, and you know, definitely a lot of stuff that won't show up on a score sheet. No, I think you're spot on there. I think without Granite. We don't win that Liverpool match. We don't win that City match. Right. And I also think without Granit Xhaka, we don't have the great play from Danny Ceballos. Like, we saw him dropping back way too deep today because I think he didn't have that cover from Granit Xhaka. So I think he makes Danny Ceballos a much better player, too. So mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of impact from him. And then uh, later in the half, we had Saka and David Luiz come off for Pepe and Kieran Tierney. Uh, that sub... I mean, I, I was happy to see Pepe come on. I was also happy to see Tierney come on. I don't think that Saka and David Luiz were the two best subs. I was hoping maybe it would be for Eddie and Kedia, who's playing basically out of position on the right flank where Saka could have moved in or, um, or maybe even just stayed in the spot he was in because then Pepe had to play a little bit too far back for my liking. And then David Luiz came off instead of Klasenak, which I thought was a little bit odd. Because Klasenak is just a, a train wreck. The man can't pass a ball. He can't send a cross in. Just a frustrating player. Yeah, I mean, I really, like I said at the start of the pod, it felt like Mikel was out there experimenting, trying new stuff. He felt as though, like, um, the FA Cup is our only ticket to a successful season. Um, I mean, obviously losing to Villa sucks, but it gives him time to experiment and kind of figure out what he's going to do for next season. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, to try and figure out where, because I feel like there's tons of players like Niketa, Saka, who he's still trying to figure out what is their position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel as though the substitutes were strange, 
And David Luiz, as much as we hate him for a defender, going forward, he is still nice. You know what I mean? Like, he still delivers some pretty decent long balls. He delivered a couple good long balls in this match as well. Um, and, you know, he always played that, like, attacking, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, the defender. Sorry, my cat is like making a- noise. <laughs> He's, like, all worked up right now. Uh, but anyway... I, I don't know. I, I definitely agree with you. I was very, like, off-put by it, but it just felt like Mikel was just kind of going for it. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, I think that plays into we have one eye on the FA Cup, and I hope that's the case where he's just trying different players in different positions and trying to feel out where he might be able to throw a sub in late in a game or rotate players um, for next season. So hopefully that that's what it was. Uh, I don't I don't think they'll be too bothered by losing this game. I mean, I, we're not that bothered by losing this game, I don't think, either. So, I mean, like, every loss sucks, but, I mean, this isn't, like, you know... I, I'm also kind of biased because, like, I one of my best friends is a massive Villa fan. I actually married him and his uh, wife, and, like, you know... Oh, wow. Uh, and there's a part of me where I'm like, hey, uh, you know, it's not the worst team to lose to because I want them to stay up. But, right. you know, I'm never, I'm never going to say, like, I want them to win against Arsenal. Right. Well, I, I think the thing is, if we had beaten Spurs, um, then we would be in a position where controlling the Europa League destiny was in our own hands. So this would hurt a lot more. Um, but realistically, it, it already felt like the Europa League was kind of out of our reach in the league. So the focus is, again, the FA Cup. So uh, not not a terrible game to lose. But after that, not really too much to speak of in terms of chances for Arsenal. Uh, Eddie Nketiah hits it off the post on a set piece. And then after that, Tierney sent in a beautiful ball down the left-hand corner to Aubameyang, just like he did in the City game. Uh, but in this case, Aubameyang wasn't able to get inside enough and uh, sent in not a great ball to Eddie, who I thought was a little bit out of position too. And uh, after that, I mean, not too much to speak of from an Arsenal perspective. Joe Willick came on late. Cedric came off for him. Uh, Cedric hit 11 crosses into the box, none of which reached an Arsenal player. Pretty damning stat for him. Uh, I know we talked about Cedric a little bit earlier, and I like that he gets forward. I think he has a little bit of class neck in him where he has trouble sending in the balls, though. Yeah, definitely he wants to be someone he's not. (laughs) And um, he wants the ball to go where it's going to go, but never reaches another player it's just it's just it's unfortunate it's you know everyone wants to be the trent alexander they they can't i'm sorry um so but saka is saka is that trent alexander player every ball saka sends in it feels like it's just a a wonderful pass and it's just perfect same with tyranny tyranny has been phenomenal i think yeah there are, you know, uh, Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. So um, just just not there yet, even though those two are both, like, super, super young. Um, yeah, I – and then we – there was that, like, I think final chance by Pepe towards the end. But besides that, it felt as though Mikel was just trying to send it at the end, do an all-out attack, and uh, yeah. just no, no, nothing seemed to be working and coming through. So – um, I don't know. Again, I'm not that beat up about the loss. It's just, you know, I would have, as any fan would have preferred to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to ask you player wise, actually, I guess maybe I'll give you the two rapid fire ones after I just ask you, what are your thoughts on Joe Willick? Are you a fan? Or are you not a fan or indifferent? Oh, uh, I mean, when did he come on? Like 
the 80th? It was late, yeah, wasn't it? He came on pretty late, but he has been like a guaranteed sub every game since the restart for Arteta. Yeah, no, I mean, he's definitely uh, shown some improvement over under Arteta. He seems as though he has a lot of good energy. I'm, you know, I just feel like I need to see a little bit more of him. Yeah, and, that's... Mm. That, I was going to say, that's where we've kind of landed on Joe Willick, where it's it's a lot of good energy. We don't know like what else is there yet, but it, it's something good and it's a lot of good energy. Yeah, like I am uh, really excited. Again, what we said, like even though we're coming on down note, there's a lot of amazing young talent on this on this Arsenal team. Um, with Saka, Niketa, uh, Joe Willock, uh, Martinelli, obviously. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a, there's a bright future in terms of uh, youngsters on this squad, um, besides Guendouzi, since he seems to be out at the club. But um, <laughs> That was my next question. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> no, the question was like, are, are you okay with us? I mean, at this point, it seems like it's done. Uh, selling Matteo Guendouzi. I mean, I'm bummed because I was, like, really excited about this guy, and he has been uh, pretty good for us in the past uh, just this season. But if he's going to have this type of attitude with this new, you know, uh, this new team with Mikel leading it, like, just get him out. If he's going to put any, you know, if he's going to cause any damage in the in the dressing room, like, I just, I just want to get him out. I just want Mikel to see his, you know, dream of this club come, like, try and – come forward in the next couple of seasons. And if he's going to get in the way any, in any type of way, then yeah, just I'm, I'm totally fine with losing him if it's going to interfere in any way. Yeah. I think if this was happening under Emery, we would have been like, fuck Unai Emery. Let's let, we're all on Mateo Guendouzi's side. But now I feel like the feeling is we all love Mikel Arteta so much already that no matter who he wants to get rid of or bring in, I am totally on board. Yeah, I, you know, I think he has a vision, and I think Mikel is the type of guy, kind of like Frank Lampard, what he's doing at Chelsea can really start, you know, um, ensuring that his vision is met. Yeah. Especially with, like, tutelage under Pep. I mean, you can already see um, the strides he's already made. But, I don't know. Oh, I was going to ask you, what did you think about the banner before the game? Uh, I thought that the plane that flew the banner was really, really loud and obnoxious. And uh, I was glad that the banner wasn't anything like we saw in the Burnley match a few weeks back. True. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because in terms of that's been the best banner to fly over a stadium in a while. <laughs> Literally. It was it was so not controversial. It was great. Um, yeah. It said back Mikel, which we're all on board with. And then Kroenke's out. I mean... I'm not a fan of the Cronkies, but they've been putting a little bit more money into the team, right? I mean, they they played a part in hiring Mikel Arteta, signing Pepe. I'm not like, I don't have a pitchfork at the Cronkies door right now trying to tell them to get out, but I'm not by any means team Cronkie. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and I think like I've been hard on Cronkie in the past before, but as of late, I've been more hard on this. I think I've been more hard on the Arsenal team itself than the actual ownership i feel as though they've you know done enough where it's more the team just like please just show up to play right so um yeah but you know love love a good banner love a good arsenal <laughs> love, love a good arsenal banner you know it's uh it, I, we were i think we were due as arsenal fans so um, <laughs> we were yeah, due just, for something stupid things are going too well yeah i don't think stan Kroenke sees that and he goes oh god i gotta yeah oh. 
over over an empty stadium. Uh, I got to get out of here. Um, so I don't, I don't see Stan Kroenke losing any sleep. So, but it's, 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 you know, another Arsenal meme. Love it. Yeah. I, I would tell those people flying the banner to hold that off uh, until the end of the transfer window. And if we don't sign anyone useful, then bring the banner back out. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's look forward, Kev. Let's look forward to our next match, which is the last match of the Premier League season. Sadly enough, uh, it is Arsenal versus Watford, another relegation battler uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Kev, what do you think is going to happen this game? Are you predicting an Arsenal win, draw, or loss? Um, I'm predicting a win. I'm going to say we go off on a high note. I feel as though Arsenal, um, after this week, they're going to get a bunch of shit you know, from all the Arsenal fans. And I feel as though, you know, Watford are going to be coming at us with everything they got, you know, to hopefully stay in the Prem. There are hundreds of millions of dollars at stake in this game. Like people forget, like going from championship to Premier League is a hundred million dollar difference. So I feel as though Arsenal is going to be on their A game. Watford's going to be on their A game. But at the end of the day, we're going to give up a dumb goal. But I feel as though we're going to come through with like a 2-1 victory. Yeah, I think 2-1 is a fair uh, estimate. I think we're going to play a strong team because we want to get ready for the FA Cup, which is the following Saturday, I believe. Yeah, the following Saturday, August 1st. So that's the one that I actually want to talk about, the FA Cup. The one that really matters for Arsenal, a piece of silverware, a token of good faith in Mikel Arteta. I mean, for the whole team, what a boost that would be. We talked about that earlier. And perhaps most importantly... And sadly enough, a bit into the Europa League is what we're playing for. So what do you think, uh, looking really forward, Arsenal versus Chelsea? I mean, that's a tough matchup for Arsenal. I think we've played well against them this season. We drew, we lost. But I think in each of those games, we definitely should have won if you remember them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I honestly, I can't really make a prediction at this point right now i'm i'm not trying to like not answer your question no 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 <laughs> i'm just saying it just feels so far it's out premature at this point yeah and chelsea since the restart have been really good and then really shit yeah. so like and it's all been as funny enough the three nil three goals with their new sponsor on the front of their jersey yeah. um i really don't know what chelsea we're going to get for that you know for that final but, you know, you got two guys, Mikel and Frank, both familiar with an FA Cup final, both winners of FA Cups. Um, probably going to be giving them stories and pep, like, you know, giving them pump up speeches and stuff like that about their times in the FA Cup finals, which will be really cool. Um, I don't know. I feel as though it's going to be a hard fought match. I'm going to pick Arsenal. That's my team. I want them to win. But at the end of the day, I really think it's a crapshoot. I think it's a 50. I can't tell because i think both these teams are playing on like pretty similar levels yeah uh, that's a fair estimate and i I respect you not giving a prediction because i'm not going to give one either i trapped you into trying to give you a a premature (laughs) prediction i see you mike i see you mike (laughs) um but yeah it's it's the same thing with chelsea that it is for arsenal right now it's like one step forward two steps back each game that they play and we're doing a very similar thing uh we did it today so it's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited for it. I'm nervous for it. 
I think this is a really, really important game, though, for Arsenal on a lot of levels that I just spoke about. So uh, I'm holding out hope, and I'm probably going to predict them to lose because I'm going to reverse jinx myself. Oh, TBD. I love that. Well, I remember when we went up against Antonio Conte's squad in that same one we referred to earlier, that 2017 FA Cup, we were the underdogs. So I'm kind of hoping it, I'm hoping the line, since we're both, you know, degenerate gamblers, mm. that, you know, we're the underdogs once again, <laughs> um, and we can, like, shock some people. So yeah. I don't get, like, the past couple weeks when we've been the underdog, we've shocked everyone. So I just feel as though this match, like, we match up just so well. Both our defenses are inconsistent. We got some great attacking forward some great wingers we both have young talent like it's a really like again i think it's a real 50 50 sh- i i feel like the line is going to be really really close on this one it feels like i'm going to have to bet a decent sum of money on this game is what you're telling me yes <laughs> yes and, <laughs> and i don't think it's going to be a shootout i think it's going to be really close i think it could be like a one nil affair yeah yeah i agree with that but um it's too premature for me, Kev. I'm not making nope, a prediction. Nope, 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 nope. You're I'm not, not trapping me. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's going to be It's going to be an awesome. I mean, London clubs, FA Cup final, both with a history with the FA Cup. Uh, like it's, 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 you know, everyone wanted uh, a Manchester Derby for the final. Nope. You get the London clubs, baby. We play Chelsea in every single final that we're in, no matter what. It never ends. We play yeah. Chelsea in a final like every, every year, 2017. Did we play them last year? Was that the Europa League last year? I don't know. Everything with sorry? Yeah, that was last year with sorry, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that heartbreak. And now we're playing them again. So three years on the run, we'll be playing them in a final. Oh, God. Uh, love that. Well, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll win the best out of three. But anyways, Kev, uh, thank you so much for joining. Always a pleasure talking to you. And when this pandemic is over, we need to make true on our promise to watch an Arsenal game together. Oh, dude, I'm so down. Yeah, we're so close to each other. So, I know. Um, being here in South Boston, it's uh, you know, it pains me because I got tons of friends in Providence as well. I want to go watch the matches, and hopefully, you know, all the pubs and bars open up soon. But yeah, I'm definitely down. Yeah. Well, Kev, before you go, hit us with your plugs. Hit us with the Lads Podcast plugs. Oh yeah, I'll be real quick. Uh, at Lads Podcast, you can follow us on all the social media: Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Facebook. Uh, you can. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Loud Americans Discussing Soccer. So just type in loud. It should just come up. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We have a Discord channel, too. It's like a chat room. People hang out. And if I'm missing anything, just go follow us on one of those, and you'll probably find the, all the other stuff. So, again, Mike, thanks again for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And we will talk soon, I'm sure. All right. Take it easy. All right. See you, Kev. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and a special thank you to Kevin for joining the podcast today. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Also, make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at USArsenalPod. Be on the lookout for the next podcast coming after the Watford game on Sunday with a new guest and hopefully a renewed sense of faith in this Arsenal side. But as always, I'll see you next time, and come on, you gunners!